morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and it is a little bit snowy out there this morning, which is uh, it's part of what happens in November and typically on the Western semifinal when the stamps are playing. So, And you can catch that all here on 770 CHQR. One o'clock is the pregame and play-by-play at 2.30. But right now for the next couple hours, we're going to do Let's Talk Gardening. So if you have any questions inquiries, anything to do with gardening or anything to do sort of that kind of thing, you can give me a call, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And there's still uh, a few things you can do in the gardening world. Like on the snow, um, it's a good time to do some of the, the the snow farming we've talked about in the past. Um, put it into those drier spots underneath the eaves of your house, underneath the big spruce trees, things like that. Um, they'll be much appreciated and uh, put that much needed moisture for the winter in around your trees. And if you've done any newly planted trees, um, this coming week still looks pretty warm again. It's going to warm up to plus five, six, seven sort of thing throughout the week. If you get a chance, go out and give your trees that one last watering. Evergreens, give them a good rinse off with the with the union oils. will get the dust off so they can uh, breathe nice and clearly through the winter. And uh, if you have any critters, Bobex is the product you want to spray on your trees around the trunk, things like that. And uh, that will help keep the rabbits and deer and things from eating your newly planted trees and shrubs. And then if you have... Tender evergreens like like cowrie uh, boxwood or cedars, um, Alberta dwarf spruce, things like that. Wilt proof is the product, and then you can also use it for your. If you do those outdoor Christmas pots or outdoor Christmas arrangements or winter arrangements or any of that kind of thing, that uh, it's like a lip balm for all your tender evergreens. And it sure makes a difference. It uh, it really just seals in the moisture for the winter time, because otherwise your evergreens will feel just like we do, and nice and <laughs> dried and desiccation, and uh, and that's what uh, I was in Regina a couple of weeks ago at the at the hockey game there, and cedars all over the place growing in Regina. It's just they don't get the Chinooks. Those things that we love, those Chinooks, is what does our cedars and those nice evergreens that we try to grow here. And uh, that's what does them in. It's not the cold. It's the it's the our blessed uh, Chinooks that we love. It'll dry them out and uh, takes all the moisture out of the out of the needles and leaves and that. And uh, unfortunately, the good the bad comes with the good, I guess, as they would say. So, and uh, what else we got going on this time of year? It's a good time to get out and look at your trees and shrubs. And there's lots going on with them. You can sort of see. If there's any of those dead, damaged, or diseased branches, it's a good time to uh, book your arborist in. I know when we're booking into December and January, you get a 15% off in the winter rate. So if you uh, if you're looking to get any uh, uh, pruning done throughout the the winter, now it's time to give Mark and the guys a call at Prune It Up, and they'd be more than happy to give you a quote and uh, make sure you get in the queue. And uh, and get those looked after because a lot of them you can see the trees better when you look up at your trees you can see the structure and you can see which branches need to go which ones can stay so it's always a, it's a good time of year to, to have a look at that and also planning for next year if you look out into your yard and all you just see is blah 
maybe you need an evergreen in that empty spot or or some kind of thing. So it's a great time to do some planning. But don't forget to make a note of that plan. Maybe put it in your calendar and your phone for next May to say, I need that evergreen in that one spot in between those two big willows or, or what have you. Because at this time of year, that's when you you want to see and have some winter because unfortunately we got uh, the next seven, eight months are without leaves. So we got to make sure that you have something to look at nice out there. And also lighting in the in the wintertime is as it's dark at 4, 35 o'clock when we get home. That's more when you the nice lighting in your yard, it becomes more relevant in your landscape rather than in the summertime when it doesn't get dark till 10 or 11 at night. So this time when you're when you get home, you can look out in the yard and uh, we always believe more the light is about the light, not necessarily the fixture. So just, just kind of focus on your just do some minimal lighting, add one or two lights at first and then uh, sort of go from there. It's easier to add a couple more than if you've already bought them, you tend not to take them back and then sometimes you have too much light. And when you when you kind of do that, you kind of ruin the, the effect of you just sort of want to highlight your lighting is what I find out in your landscape to sort of create that shadowing, the silhouettes of your trees and shrubs out in there. Or if you have any of those neat um, concrete statues and at nighttime with a little bit of snow on there, that's when you get those really cool effects. So I uh, just spend some time. Like I said, sometimes that's where less is more, I believe, in, in the landscape uh, lighting department of that and uh, and again if you are out and about if you're heading somewhere to watch the game just be careful it is it's a little bit slick out there but if you take your time and I know that lots of city plows out there I think I pl- passed about 200 of them on the way here which is good to see the city's out in full force um, cleaning the snow and the sh- and the sidewalks and and all that for us and uh, on the public areas so get out and do your own and uh, like I said try and harvest that snow where possible shovel it into in around your trees and shrubs just to capture the moisture that you're going to need throughout the long winter and yeah kind of sad things about those uh, the poppies being stolen and uh, so if you, if you haven't got a poppy or if you're looking to plant some poppies um, the red ones are awesome. I know Memorial Drive they have a bunch of planted underneath the underneath the big elms and and the other trees that they got planted on there. And uh, but the red poppies, as soon as you see them, automatically you just think of Remembrance Day, which is kind of nice. It's too bad uh, we couldn't get them to last a little bit longer <laughs> if uh, into our into our winter season and uh, you'd be able to have them out in the yard and things like that. But uh, they are a beautiful thing. It's always good to have them out there. You can remember year-round. So next spring or summer, if you're looking to do some poppies in your yard, do a nice little area and put them in there. So yeah, you always remember why we have such a great country and we're very fortunate here in Canada to have who we have and, uh, and be able to do as we please for the most part. And, uh, and you can uh, do whatever you like with your life, which is kind of nice. And uh, if you want to be a gardener, there's lots of gardening ideas, lots of information over the winter time, um, classes at some of the local garden centers, things like that. Calgary Horticultural Society always have stuff going on over the winter time. So this time of year when you want to do that, and uh, and we just announced we're, we are having our Santa and reindeer event this year. So um, what it is, it's Calgary's only that I know of so far where you can actually have live reindeer with Santa 
at the same photo opportunity. You sit in a sleigh with Santa and the reindeers right beside you, so it's pretty awesome. And uh, the proceeds were donating to the Calgary Food Bank and the Cystic Vibrosis Society. And uh, we're also going to have uh, Anna and uh, who's ever from Frozen. I can't remember the other girl. Anna and uh, Elsa. That's <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Right through the glass, I got it. <laughs> Elsa and uh, and Anna, so which is awesome. We have uh, those two down at the store as well for for photo ops as well. So, and that's December fourteenth and fifteenth. If you're looking for any of that, and Spruce Meadows starts next weekend. We'll be down there as well. We have a spruce it up booth down at the at the Spruce Meadows Christmas Market. And uh, hats off again to Spruce Meadows. They do such a great job down there. And I believe the Milliver Market had theirs this past weekend, or it started this weekend, I think, as well, for their Christmas ones. So, anyways, lots of stuff going on. If you can't do too much in the yard, there's all, all the markets come up. The local garden centers have their Christmas set up, which is uh, usually quite a phenomenal thing. If you, if you get a chance to hit a couple of the local garden centers and have a look at... Uh, Christmas has done other than in the box stores so we try to find those unique things to to uh, make your Christmas a little bit special and uh, add those neat little knickknacks to your house so you uh, can enjoy Christmas and uh, makes it a little bit more festive in the house and we have all those kind of things put out right now it's kind of crazy how fast the time goes it just seemed that we were just in I think we we're in Vegas in January ordering everything and boom it's here. It's crazy how fast it goes by. And uh, lots of things going on down at uh, down at the Garden Center as well. Still, it might be, this might be the last chance after this week to uh, um, dig out. I know we, we still planted some spruce trees this week in our landscape division. And uh, I, I imagine you could probably still do some, pol- you could probably do some bulbs as well still one more time this week possibly depending on how how cold it gets here but it's, like i said it's supposed to warm right back up again so um but all the water all the snow will melt into those areas and uh, and go from there and right now i'm just going to take a break i'm going to get back and chat with dale on the phone and if you'd like to join me phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Prune It Up, Calgary's trusted, locally owned tree service company. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, it's a great time to get out and uh, and look at your trees and shrubs and all that other fun stuff. And right now I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Dale. Good morning, Dale. Thank you. How are you? I heard you mention uh, fall market. Yes. Um, I I never heard whether Heritage Park had theirs this fall. Yeah, I haven't seen their advertisements. They always have the really unique-looking things going on. I imagine they have their Christmas um, market going on. I, w- I couldn't imagine them not doing it. So They usually have beautiful gardens. Yeah, absolutely. If you go in the summertime, yeah, they do a nice job. And they have all... beautiful produce, too. Yeah. No, they Heritage Park is quite a little fascinating place if you get a chance to go down there and spend some time. it's uh, It can be a great little... Uh, 
adventure here in Calgary sort of thing, getting on the train and doing all that, the Ferris wheel, all the fun stuff. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was just curious. I didn't hear any advertisements, nothing. Yeah, I haven't heard anything really about it or noticed anything about their event this year. And uh, I will look it up and see if, if I see anything regarding that. We got snow, uh, what, the beginning of October. Maybe they got burnt out like a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everyone has uh, independent business people. you got to keep plugging away and figure out what you got to do to make things happen. And uh and uh, I know we're setting up for Spruce Meadows this coming year, which is, uh, or this coming weekend it starts for the next three weekends. So, and the weather looks actually quite nice. So we're looking forward to, to doing that down at Spruce Meadows. Like I said, they do such a great spot. And I'm just on their website and uh, I'm into November. They have a once upon a Christmas buffet. <laughs> uh, they serve good food too. Absolutely, yeah. I know that, and they, they call it Once Upon a Christmas. That looks like it starts November twenty fourth, but uh, yeah, I don't see too much more past their on their thing. If if they do, uh, if they have a market or anything like that going on this year, well, maybe we have to wait till next fall. Yep, yep. No, if they uh, if they like to, usually I think they you hear them around. So, anyways, thank you very much. All right, take care, Dale. All right, and like I said before, if you want to join me, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And uh, again, what's really, and still going, going very, very strong, um, and these are great gift ideas, uh, houseplants and houseplant pots, and then we got these little clay balls, and what they are, they're like a little colored a ball that you can use in place of soil and you put it into the into your pot and they're really good for orchids and and different things like that had a gentleman in yesterday and i believe he listens him and his son were in picking up uh some they're looking for some orchid soil and uh we steered him into these clay balls so they're going to give them a try but they they hold the moisture and create that humidity that's perfect for your for your orchid into a pot, and it looks a little more decorative than just the bark mulch and that, so or or soil. So it's kind of a neat little. You can also use them just to top your your existing soil with uh, with these clay little gardening clay balls. They're actually pretty cool, and uh, I don't know the exact name of them. I'm sure they have some precise name, and I'll have to have to get that in the future. But house plants have become so popular, and it, it it's awesome to see. The next generation, the millennials and younger, coming into the store and and looking for different plants, and it's pretty cool. Like they're all, and it's it's become they look after, and and I think that's what it is. People obviously obviously looking for a purpose, looking for something to do other than just shop online or all that kind of stuff. So what they're what they've done is uh and Instagram is a big part of that where they take pictures with their plants and there's plant shares, propagation, all that kind of fun stuff. So it's quite a unique thing and it's great to see a lot of the old varieties are super popular like the philodendrons and the pothos and the mother in law's tongue, like the sense of area. All those great plants are are available and are super popular right now in in the plant world and uh, so it, and it's pretty unique. Some of the plants are very hard to get, like a variegated philodendron and split leaf philodendron. It's variegated. Like one of the 
guys in our garden center group, he actually sells tickets to wait in line to be able to buy tickets just to enter the draw. So it's sort of a, a three-step process. So you're able to to buy one of these plants that, and when you get them, like they're four or $500. So they're really quite expensive on some of them, but these are quite large. They're like in a 10-gallon 10, 10 pot, so quite large, 10-inch pot at least. So anyways, lots of fun stuff in the plant world. And uh, as we head into the into the wintertime, um, decorating, I know the boughs and the cedar pots. And uh, I know we're doing a couple of classes. Chris at our store is doing one um, where she does those Grinch trees and then also the winter pots that uh, how to how to build them and put them all together. So we look forward to seeing a bit more of that kind of events happening. And if you don't want to make them yourself, we have them available in the store custom made or if you have some pots a lot of times you just use a, a nursery liner pot you build the pots into that then you can just slide them into your existing pot and then you just cover the top with some um, pine cones or or spag the moss something like that but that's where and that's one where we use the wilt proof all the time we spray the the greens down soak them down really well with with the wilt proof and uh, and then that just seals in the moisture into the needles and uh, and hence will make them last like three or four times as long and uh, and give you that winter enjoyment. Otherwise, if you don't use it, it just in calories so dry, especially if you have them in the west or south location on your house, they just get so dry and they'll just turn brown quite quickly. So when using the, the wilt proof, you'll extend the life of your all your hard work and your hard-earned money. Um, like I said, at least three times as long. And uh, and when I get back, I'm going to just take a quick break. If you'd like to join after the break, I got Adeline on the phone. I'm just going to take her right after the break. If you'd like to join me, you can call me at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And those are the talk and text line. So if you want to send any pictures or any of that kind of fun stuff, um, please do and uh, be able to answer all your questions. And right now you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and uh, thanks again to Brian today um, for playing those great Remembrance Day songs that we all can listen to and just think about those things that uh, that we are very happy and very lucky to live in Calgary, in Canada, and uh, be grateful for those who uh, who went and fought many, many moons ago for us to uh, have what we have today. I know uh, my dad was, uh, he went over when he was 17. He was one of those stories that you hear, one of those kids that you hear that uh, went over when they were 17 into the war, but didn't like to talk much about it after. Told me a few stories here and there, but uh, one of those things that uh, you kind of imagine, I look at my son now, he's uh, 16, and I couldn't imagine him going over there and doing what uh, my father did. I couldn't imagine it was uh, quite a... Quite a thing, I guess, eh? I guess to, in life to decide to do something like that uh, to give us our freedoms. And we're very, very fortunate. And and sometimes we do forget that. So this is, uh, it's good that you see remembrance almost seems to have a resurgence, which is good. It's it's good that we uh, 
we do that and we remember. It's uh, very important. Right now, we're going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Adeline. Hi, Adeline. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, but I'm frustrated. How come? I have a poinsettia that last year I got for Christmas. Yep. And it just grew. It kept growing. So I had it outside all summer and yep. we brought it in a while ago. And the stems are green on it. Yeah. On the leaves. Now, how do I get the leaves into bloom? So what it is, that's sort of the, and it's not really the leaves, the leaves that they'll change color, the bracts. What they need is, and what, he probably should have already started doing this a couple, few weeks, three weeks ago or so. Oh, is you, you You put them in the closet at night, so you need um, 12 hours of light, 12 hours of light, or 8 hours of light, 8 hours of darkness, but it's more 12 and 12 is a little bit easier to do. But oh, when, you, okay. when you do put them in the closet, they need like, so 8 in the morning until 8 at night, a good solid, try and get the light to them as much as possible, and then and then total darkness, put them into the closet um, from 8 to 8 in the morning, and then bring uh, them out. So, that, it's so big, I can't lift it. Yeah, it, it, they are... <laughs> it's about three and a half feet high now. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to keep it in a room that... Um, Would with, it help to put a blanket over it? Um, not really, because most of the blanket, unless it's a black blanket or like a blackout one or something like that, a black oh, okay. sheet or something, what what you could do is just, if you can even have it in a room where you don't have a lot of lights on during the no, night. No, I don't put the lights on at all in there. Yeah, so that that's good. So you might start seeing some change. So what it does, it's just sort of the natural, like out of Mexico, it's sort of following its time where it's light and dark, light and dark, and then it'll uh-huh. change, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. You can't just make them bloom. No. And they typically won't do it like a what Christmas cactus. What about fertilizer? It, Would it he, help he, to bring put he, some fertilizer can, in them now? It doesn't hurt to fertilize them anyways. They're fairly heavy feeders to keep them healthy, like the 15, 30, 15 would help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and it definitely wouldn't hurt. Um, okay. But is it growing quite, t- like you said, it's quite tall, right? Yeah, it's big. Yeah, like they're a tree. Like when they get going, like they're five, six, seven, ten feet high. Yeah. Um, I know when we grew them, and when you see them out of the at the garden centers or wherever, there you have to. We use a a growth retardant on them to keep them tight. Otherwise, they get too big. So they use yeah. a bit of a a growth retardant on them called uh, Cycrosol to keep them from growing so tall. Well, mine, even the, it won't quit growing. It's still all new leaves coming out of it all over. So. Yep, no, and that's normal. Like you said, they are. They are a tree. Well, yeah, they're a tree. Like they, they're, they're quite big when they get going. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen them, if you've been down to Mexico or no. areas, and I've seen them just in the front yard, like a big shrub in people's homes, right? So. Mm-hmm. so okay. So yeah, they're not the not the easiest to uh, to get them to rebloom. And that's why most retail garden centers typically don't grow them themselves because they, they do need that darkness. And it, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's hard to do even, like, if you get cars pulling up or you turn on your lights. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why we have our growers do that. Then they can do, they create that darkness for them and and mm-hmm. and then the light when they need it. So Okay. All right. So okay, thank try, you. If you put them in that room, hopefully just keep it as dark as possible for the nighttime. Yeah. And, I'll just uh, pull the curtains then. And... Yeah, and don't go check on them. Just yeah. leave them in the dark. No, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, they're they're a tough one. And I know a lot of the growers 
like when we used to grow them, we used to we have to bring them in, and like sort of the end of August, we'd bring the cuttings in from Ontario, and uh, we'd plant them all up. And so it's a pretty steady jaunt when you're trying to grow poinsettias um, for everybody. And and so, um, like I said, most a lot of the local garden centers here, we we work with people that grow them for us, and then we bring them in that way because it, it is such a long process and and to get them into the right state and uh, and grow them nice so they look great for your home for the christmas season so anyways but that it, it is a tough one i know um my christmas cactus just started blooming so i think it's actually an, a thanksgiving cactus it's an american thanksgiving cactus and they're sort of the three types that uh that that are available but that seems but i, I put all three in a pot and all three are blooming at the same time, which I was kind of impressed. They're just starting to bloom. So right now they should hold their bloom right through till Christmas. So it's uh, it'll be a, an American uh, or a, a Thanksgiving and Christmas cactus. And I know we just got our first batch in down at Spruce Up, first batch of uh, Christmas cactus. And I believe our poinsettias are arriving this week um, after after Remembrance Day, um, this coming week, they, they'll, they'll arrive and we'll have them in store. And I know sometimes some of the retailers get flack for setting up Christmas a bit early. But in, a, in our case, a lot of the garden centers, it, it takes us four weeks to set up Christmas. So if we waited until after Remembrance Day, it would be very tough for us to try to get everything out and, and, uh, and present and getting on display and unpacked and and ready to go for the Christmas season. So, um, but uh, we definitely have no disrespect for for Remembrance Day in any way. We're just we're like I said, we and the the ladies down at the store did a great Remembrance Day display out front. So everyone coming to Spruce can take a moment and just remember when you walk by it because it, it is an important day. And uh, I can't say that enough. And another thing going on today is another pretty important thing if you're a Stan Peters fan. Pre-game at 1, play-by-play at 2.30. Um, I do have four tickets that I can give away, but they're at my store. These are my own tickets. If anybody wants four tickets for today, I have a thing coming up that I can't use them. But if someone would like four free tickets, um, they just have to pick them up at the garden center. You can call in, and we'll take your name and number, and you can... Uh, and we'll get them set aside for you down at Spruce It Up if you would like four tickets to today's football game. I know it's a little chilly, but uh, if you'd like one, four tickets, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770, and, uh, and they'll be there for you. Unfortunately, I uh, actually was looking forward to going, and uh, I, something came up where I have to... Uh, only do it today, unfortunately, but right now I'm going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we have Mary on the line from High River. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. to Let's Talk Gardening and uh, and great uh, Remembrance Day um, 
recognizing tunes that uh, Brian's picked for us all to listen to today, which is great. Thanks again to Brian. And right now we're going to go all the way down to High River and see what's going on down there. Hi, Merle. How are you doing, Mary? How are you today? Good, how are you? No, not too bad. Pretty wintry. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, I just wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. I got a whole bunch of trees around here. That never lost their leaves. Yeah, because what happened is... Are they is okay? They'll be totally fine. Well, they're going to be okay? Absolutely. No, oh, but what okay. had happened... They just I got, can't believe it. I'm looking out, and they just look like like spring. Yeah, no, they, what happened is they just got freeze-dried on there, right? Oh, okay. Well, they'll blow off then this, yeah. this, during yeah. the winter or yeah. No, yeah, when spring comes, eh? Yeah, which is unfortunate because we were heading into probably one of the nicest fall, fall display. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> then the wind came, and it did take a lot of the leaves away. But, but I got willows here, and and old willows lilacs, and they just <laughs> look like they did in the in summer. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, they'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Can't do anything about it anyway. No, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, you take care. You too. Okay, Thanks, Mary. Bye. 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 All right, and uh, we did have a caller up there for Bob X, but uh, if Emmy's wondering about the Bob X, if it was just a question on how to use it or or what have you, it's uh, it's a herb based product, and you spray it on your trees and shrubs. It needs to be a little bit warmer, so this week's a perfect week coming up. Um, to spray it on. Just make sure you have some rubber gloves or or some sort of things. It it does smell quite uh, bad. And it's a herb base, so it's it's safe to use, and and it won't kill anything. It just it just tastes really bad, but it works really really well to discourage your deer and rabbits and all that for from eating any of your newly planted or or even old planted trees and shrubs that you have in your in your area. Another product is. Uh, Stuck a wire. <laughs> it works quite well wrapping your trees in wire, things like that. Because sometimes, depends on what part of Calgary you're at, if you get the deer coming through, they can be pretty um, determined sometimes to see that what's grass is greener on the other side of the fence. And uh, and uh, so that uh, that is something that we need to do because, honestly, um, I know on some of our landscape projects that we planted trees and shrubs, it didn't take them long to, you start seeing little nibbles on the, on the branches and along the trunk of, of the trees and shrubs. And, and as I said, it doesn't take long and don't pile the snow too much up against the trunk. Um, try and move it away from the trunk a bit. Cause what happens is if you pile it all around the trunk of your tree, um, what happens is the mice and that, and they use that as sort of like I like to say, like a, like a, like a, a parkade, and they just follow it up, and then they chew the trunk all the way along the bottom when they're when they're going up and down on their little parkade of snow, and uh, and they just have the buffet of bark on their way up, and and it's really what it, it can kill the tree because what it does it just strips all the skin off, which makes it very difficult um, for the tree to breathe, and they end up dying. I've had. And unfortunately, in some of the new areas where we get quite a few of the new homeowners, like out in Mahogany and places like that, where they bring the trees back and the whole thing has been chewed off for, uh, bring it back and they've been chewed off right from the, right down to the skin. It just makes it very difficult um, for them to survive that way. So let's go to Kim. She's back and with her Bob X. Hey, good morning. 
Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Kim? Good. I have a question. Bob X best things in sliced bread, but I have a wonderful question. I Through my training, I was told about you can get terracotta pots that are um, feasible to be leaving outside because they have this built-in polymer in the clay. But I'm wondering, can you spray Bobex onto a terracotta pot so it's almost like a, um, a scotch guard or a preventativeness of the moisture getting into the clay and getting no. a cracked pot? No, there is some pot sealers and stuff like that you could use for that. Bobex is a herb-based product. Maybe you're thinking the the wilt proof, the one that we spray on the evergreens. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I would trust it. And what it really, you can leave the clay pot outside as long as nothing's inside it. Okay. Um, it's just when it's full of soil, and if the soil's wet, when it gets really cold, um, it expands, and then that's when a lot of the stuff gets cracked. Okay. So it's not necessarily the cold, it's just more the circumstances. It's the the soil in there if it's really wet and like yeah, I said, yeah. yeah, and when it expands it'll it'll crack the pots unfortunately. So you folks stock down that spruce it up the pot that is able to be left outside so yep. it can go through that freeze and thaw process. Yep. And well, it doesn't crack. Yeah, most of our pots are winter resistant. Like, and they're that what uh-huh. it is. It's a high fired clay from the Orient. The Orient has the best clay. We do bring okay. in some Mexican chimeneas and stuff, but they don't fire it at the same high temperature. I, yeah, and and that's what makes it very frost resistant. It's uh, it's just fired at a really high temperature, okay. and the thickness of it. So you'll see less expensive pots, and they're really quite thin. Yeah. Um, um, the ones we bring in, we have a couple factories we work with over there in the Orient, in Vietnam, and in China. And a lot of it more is going to, to Vietnam because of the tariff fights with everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they're, they're great. Okay. Yeah, nice Listen, and... No, um, one other question in your uh, Christmas slash Thanksgiving cactus when you get your shipment in. Is there anything um, of an orange type of flower. I know that the red and the fuchsia pink and the yeah, white. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I think we've had some in right now that kind of have a bit of an orange tinge. There's usually orange, pink, white, red, sort of a purple. Okay. Yeah. So orange would be more like Thanksgiving, yeah, American but, Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but we definitely have the orange orange colored ones. So. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you so Thank much. You so much I, I was going to ask Mary one question. How did her sweet peas do this year? All right. And if she does crop rotation with her sweet peas. I don't think she crop rotate. I don't think you need to rotate the sweet pea crop. You can plant them in the same spot all the time. Okay, good to know. All Thank right, thanks, you Kim. so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. You too. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. All right, need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, just a note that those football tickets, uh, good hearty soul, pick them up and is going to go to the game, so they are gone. So thank you for for that, and enjoy the game. And what else is going on? If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-663-2425. Kath Kath Smythe is going to join me after the 10 o'clock break. We're going to chat a little bit about... uh, 
a little bit about uh, what's going on with the Hort Society and any other kind of gardening that's going on and uh, and see what's what's happening there. Um, always lots of stuff. But at this time of year is sort of where you gather all, try and gather all your knowledge, take the time to read those gardening magazines, the gardening books, and uh, and just uh, sit back and uh, and take some stuff in because our gardening season comes, it it hits you uh, hits you quite fast. So <laughs> unfortunately, you uh, you got to go hard. <clears throat> Um, hard and fast, and it uh, it always amazes you when when you sort of April, you're just getting all ready, pumped up, and then May hits, and then you're just going full steam, and before you know it, you look in the mirror, and it's it's the beginning of October, and here we are in, uh, and we're already mid November, so um, all kinds of things going on in the gardening in the gardening world, indoors and out, lots of. Lots of different houseplants, and we're going to chat more about that with, with Cass Smythe and the classes that will be coming up at the Hort Society. She has, I know they have four or five different things coming on throughout the winter, which is great. And I'd just like to touch on a couple, uh, when you're getting into this time of season, is uh, low-light plants. And uh, and so some of the best ones out there are like the peace lily, and it's also a good indicator plant. So if you have that stuck in the corner, a little bit darker area, and when you sort of just see it wilt down a little bit, that typically tells you that the rest of your plant's probably in need of some water. Sense of area is one that you plant, and really you can almost ignore it. And a lot of your plants you can ignore a bit more, definitely going over the winter time. Like just don't overwater. That's where you end up getting those fungus gnats and all those crazy little bugs happening. So it's easier to add water, let them dry out a little bit. Don't don't go way, way down and uh and dry, but just cut back, like maybe if you're every if you're watering once a week, maybe go every two weeks at in the winter time. Unless, like I said, unless you have it right up in the window or by a heat register or something like that. But for the most part, you can cut back your watering quite a bit. And, uh, and, and like I said, it's easier to add the water to it and then go from there. And uh, what other nice shade plants? The pothos is one that is great to put. It's kind of the all-purpose. And uh, I know we just put one up in the house and uh, my wife, Carolyn, put it up on the higher shelf so it's going to crawl down one of the bookcases and sort of... But th- like I said, a lot of the stuff that we did, uh, it seems like 20 years ago or something, that um, you, you start seeing that kind of stuff coming back. Macrame hangers are a huge thing right now again, and anything of that, I guess they call it boho style, and that's sort of the macrame and uh, little natural products and things like that. So it, it's actually quite neat seeing a bunch of that stuff come back into play in the gardening world. And uh, and at this time of year, we just did a, a full tour of a lot of the gardening shows, getting everything ready, trying to find new products for next year, keeping the same products that worked well, eliminating ones that uh, we find aren't really just kind of repetitive and things like that. So at this time of year, we're sort of getting everything ready for, for the next gardening season and obviously getting ready for the Christmas season. But right now we've got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me on the phone lines, 
you can give me a shout. Phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And they are the talk and text line, so you can also text any pictures or anything else you got going on um, to that phone line as well. And I did get a text from Pat, and it says, I see the odd fungus gnat in my house, but still pretty clean. And he used the nematodes last winter. They worked great. And we have a bunch of new nematodes coming in as well for the cinch bug that seemed to have uh, decimated a lot of our our turf and our grass this year here in Calgary. So we have uh, uh, nematodes for that. And these ones are good because they can freeze and they don't need to be in a fridge or whatever, so it's actually quite nice. So um, we'll have those this spring. But uh, speaking of uh, the guru, let's go to Kath Smythe right now. She's on the phone line. Good morning, Kath. Good morning. How are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I tried to walk the dog this morning. It's very cold. The only one enjoying it was her. Yeah, I know the dogs <laughs> love that, don't they? Yeah, she thinks they put out cold weather just for her. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem to phase them. I never had a husky, yeah. and he'd just be out there all day. Just, yeah. Just, well, I don't want to come inside. Yeah, well, she's got... She's like that too, and she just gets out there. And I'm trying to get her to come back to the car, and she's looking at me like, "Why?" Yeah, exactly. Let's keep going. Let's yeah. keep going. Yeah, and there's only so much long underwear. Yeah, no, I hear you there. And uh, so, what's what's happening uh, at the Hort Society at this time of year? I know you guys got a, you're heading into your your busier, somewhat busier time, I guess, more of classes and all that other it's fun stuff. It's more about the classes right now, yep. and it's more about um, answering questions about what's going on in the house with the winter things. And I mean, right now we've got the class coming up on the 14th of November, Growing Under Lights, and it's at Garden Retreat. Yep. And that one looks really interesting. I'm actually thinking about going to it. <laughs> oh, nice. And are you guys doing lots of... Okay, well, let's finish up. When is that one? That's on the 14th? That's on the 14th. And if you want more details, it's at calhort.org. Okay. And typically, what does it cost for your classes, or do they vary? Well, they vary in price, but the members, $25 for the Growing Under Lights. And it just depends on if they're hands-on workshops and there's materials involved, if there's more money involved yep. in the class. No. Yep. You know, so it, it does make a little difference. But, I mean, some of the ones that you just go in and you're just listening to somebody, those are around 30, 35. Yep, the, the speaking. And yeah. how, how did your thing go down in Medicine Hat? Oh, it's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. Uh, yes, it's tomorrow. In so. fact, I'm sitting here trying to figure out. I wanted to add some pictures to my PowerPoint, so... I was trying to figure out how to be artistic about all the plants on my kitchen table. Yeah, so you, you know, yeah, it should be, and hopefully it's supposed to clear up again by tomorrow, so the drive shouldn't be too, yeah, too bad. Yeah, well, that's, that's the part, you know, the winter driving down that way is sometimes a little hair-raising, yeah, as you put it. A little windy, if you get it blown across the, across the highway down there, so. Yeah, and it does, it drifts across, but I'm not that worried. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, just... <laughs> Yeah, don't go in the dark, and then you should be good. Well, that's my rule. I don't drive in the dark easily, so I, I make myself go in the daytime. Yeah, so are you, like at the Hort Society, how has the houseplant phenomena affected you guys? Have you have you brought in a bunch of different houseplants? Well, plants? we had, actually, we had a speaker on Thursday night at the member talk, and the house was full. Yeah. For a, a coolish night, etc., we had a full house, and they're very interested and very engaged. And we are doing more and more about house plants and answering questions about house plants. So it is a really interesting. Uh, I find it 
interesting from the transition from back when I first started yep. in the industry. That was why I was hired was for my tropical plant knowledge. Yeah. And it's gone full circle. I'm back answering houseplant questions. Yeah, they kind of went. They kind of went not out of fashion, but they kind of did. They they were people didn't want plants in their house, so then kind of went to silks and. Yeah, but then you have to dust them. Yeah, but now <laughs> houseplants are like full full blast. And it, it, I, I think it's great, and it's good for the next generation because you actually learn that you have to look after some stuff, you water it. And... Well, and it also has the benefits of what it can do for your cleaner air. I do notice that when I bring yep. all the plants in in the, in the winter months, my house seems to feel better, and I enjoy it more. But I've always had orchids, and I've always had certain houseplants just because I enjoy them so much, and I'm an African violet person. Although saying that, if you saw how many succulents were in here right now, you'd think I was in the business of <laughs> <laughs> of trying to figure out where they're going to go next is my biggest issue in life. But, but that's the next thing is also it's propagation. So I know that's there's quite right. a few propagation things yeah. and uh, plant shares. I know we're looking at setting up a tropical plant share at the garden center. I'm inviting all the the plant people that want to come in and do a plant share. We're looking at doing that. Um, well, that would be fun. Yeah. Now that 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 kind of event would appeal to our members too, I think. Absolutely. You know? And I, we do do a propagation class and I did one last year. And I found it very interesting how many people were there because they wanted to know how to make more of their house plants. Well, it's quite fascinating. Like when you're when you once you get into it, and most of it, most plants are actually fairly easy to propagate. Like when, and it's good to start with, uh, like you were saying, succulents. Those are some of the easiest to propagate. Well, yeah, start... you just put them on the soil, and they root in because they like the dry soil. Yeah. And I right now, because I just brought a bunch of things in, I had some breakage, of course, and I have two pots sitting on the floor with pieces that have broken off. And this morning I was noticing that I'd better go get some pots because it's time to repot and move them into pots. They've started to root. Yeah. And it's it's really a great little hobby. I really do enjoy, you know, making more. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no. Like I said, and once you get into it a bit, it, it's actually pretty cool. I remember that was some of my favorite times when I think back when we did all the when I was the head grower down at Sunnyside and doing things doing all our propagating of geraniums we did a bunch of our own cuttings and then the jades and and a bunch of the different plants that we do the fuchsia cuttings and all that it, 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 it's quite neat like you said well you it is I mean but I dealt with my mother as she got <laughs> older and and she always carried this big purse and she always had a pair of scissors in her purse Oh, it snipping, was, snipping uh, at the garden centers. Oh. Yeah, and I'd have to go, Mom, I work here. Yeah. Please don't do that. Well, you know, and that is a, it's a bit of an issue um, nowadays, especially with some of these rarer plants. Oh, yes. Um, some of them we keep closer to the till or different areas just to keep an eye on them because we've had people come in unfortunately and with snips and they you get back there and the plant has been snipped half of it away. Yeah. And, uh, and it, or they swap it out of a pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But, you know, it's 
one of those things. But if you do a propagation event, just think these people can come and probably get some really interesting cuttings for minimal investment. Yep, go and, and buy a little, uh, what we like calling them vessels, like the propagation vessels. And oh, yeah. So yeah. we have some pretty unique pots, and uh, I just finished well, my... Well, you've got some beauties right now, those nice little ones. I like those. Yep, and I just finished our larger one for next spring, just finished a container order that will... Uh, be shipped over, so I just got that finished up. So I'm kind of excited about that. Oh yes, yeah. So what else is? So what other classes? Well, we've got our Christmas arrangement classes coming up. The first one is the holiday doorstep arrangement, which is on the 23rd, and I know there's a few places left. And we're doing centerpieces on December 7th, and oh, and we're doing a wreath class on November 30th, and those are the traditional hand tied. Uh, ever, you know, everlasting, not everlasting, the live wreaths. Yeah. And, and they, they're one of my favorite techniques. Back when I was at school, I worked in a flower shop and I learned all the hand tying and all the basic methods. It's paid my way many years. <laughs> and I do enjoy showing it off. And you get to go home with a really nice wreath or a table center or whichever class you choose. And there's still spaces in all of them at this point. Oh, nice. And those are all available online as well? They're all available online. And then we pretty soon, in fact, almost within the next two weeks, we'll have all the January, February classes up and online. And you'll be able to see what we're offering. And we're going to offer, we were doing conversations in the garden in the summer months. And now they've talked me into doing afternoon tea. Oh, nice. <laughs> At the office um, starting in February. So watch the website for those to come up. I guess it could be worse things, eh? Yeah, I suppose. I, I mean, I don't know how good I'll be at pouring tea, but, you know, I know my grandma will. You should have um, different plants that you can make tea with. Well, that's what I was, I was looking at the first one and thinking, I got to get some herbs or something in and then talk about the different yeah, and, teas. And show people how to use uh, the different plants that you can grow for you to add a little bit of. Cause it's amazing, though, when you add like a mojito mint to just water or any of the different mints. Right. And different things into just like even a glass of water it's amazing what it does to the flavor right well like it does and it sometimes to me it beats the flavor of any of these new soft drinks that are coming out with fruit flavors i do enjoy you know we've always historically put slices of fruit in our water but you yeah. know adding in a little bit of mint or or crushing it and infusing it into the to water it's very tasty and yeah. it adds a different taste treat Absolutely. No cucumbers, all that fun stuff. Yes, so. exactly. Exactly. Awesome. And everything's uh, and everything's good at the garden. You guys put everything to bed down at, uh, at the Hort Society? Yes, and we got the garlic all planted, so it was all a good thing. And, and we've harvested everything. It looks pretty, it's pretty bare, but it, it looks pretty good. We got it put away. So awesome. we're sort of getting there. You know, everybody is. I mean, I'm looking out at my yard and thought, oh my gosh, thank God I've got everything in. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, we're fortunate. We're just finishing up our last project, uh, doing a bunch of uh, paving stones still. Oh. Um, so we've tarped the areas that we're still doing. So we still have one project that we're kind of just finishing off. So you're keeping off. the ground warm so you can fix, yeah. put in the... Yeah. Well, we got all the base and it's just to keep the snow off just so we can pull the tarps off when it warms up this week and we get right back at it. So well, it is supposed to warm up. Absolutely, so plus six, be... plus seven all week. So oh well, then you'll be able to get at it. Absolutely. All right, Kath. Well, thanks for calling in. And, You're welcome. Uh, any other info you need, just go to calhort.org.
All right. Thanks, Thanks Merle. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break, and then when I get back, we'll go to Diana and Jerry, and uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Prune It Up, Kyrie's trusted locally owned tree service company. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. We're fall and winter is a great time to do your pruning, but right now we're going to go to the phone lines, and if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255, or out of town, 1-800-563-7770. And those are the talk and text line. Right now we're going to go to Diana. Hi, Diana. Good morning, Merle. How um, are you? It's winter time aye, down aye, here aye. in Pincher Creek. Um, I have a question because I have never had this problem before. Mm. I have a cold room that is very well lit. I put all kinds of things I'm trying to winter over in yeah. there. I went in this morning. I've got mice. Aye. They have gone into the leaven verbena that is excellent for tea. Yeah. And oh. they have kicked that right out of its pot. I can't believe the mess. They, I found this year, um, just with it getting so cold so early, that they were scrambling for uh, uh, oh, somewhere to go. Oh, they moved in, okay, yeah. for the winter. Oh, God. Okay, well, yeah, now I've got mousetraps. So, yeah, what lots of mousetraps or those uh, those little bait traps work quite well as, as well. But the only problem with them is that they kind of go off in the corner and they just sort of disintegrate. But if you find them or they go oh, down, yeah, I know. Okay. I, I don't like mice. Ugh. No, I'm not keen. I'm not keen, and I have never had this problem before. They have gone all the way down one side of the room and just dug everything. They've got burrows through every plant. Yeah, they're. Okay. I think they're scrambling, looking for a place to to winter up and uh, do their thing. We had someone earlier asking Diana, and since you're here, um, about is there a need to rotate your sweet pea crops? You were quite perfectly right. Absolutely not. As long as you're okay. putting lots of compost on yeah. in the fall, you do need lots of compost. You know, so you've got yeah. nice sort of you know something is, is to there a feed them. Type of compost that works better. Uh, well, of course, I have my own compost out here. Um, you obviously don't want to use anything fresh. Yes. You know, well-rotted compost, pile it on now even over the snow, and it'll all sort of, you know, be so I, easy I to love, work in. in the yeah, I, like, I love using it as, a, well, like, even a winter mulch. It helps seal in the moisture into the ground. But then it's also there to amend your, spr- your soil in the springtime. You work it in in the spring. Exactly. You sort of, you, you've, uh, you've looked after a couple things going into into wintertime. So it, it's it's dry where you are as well and where we are. We get those, sometimes the winter, it just, it's supposed to warm up here and the next two weeks look really quite warm. So I think most of the snow that we received today is gonna be melted. And oh, it that, can dry out incredibly quickly, you know, especially if we get any, you know, Chinook wind or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, mulch is absolutely fabulous for, for moisture. It makes it so easy in the spring. Just dig it over quick and stick them in. Yeah. You know? Lovely. Just, just you know, the soil will eventually get tired if you don't, you know... Well, you have to feed your soil, and it's amazing, like, when you feed your soil or fertilizing your plants and pots, you will get rewarded with a lot more color. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if you want something out of your soil, you've got to put something in. Yeah. No. That is so true. Anyway, no other sort of ideas about mice except mouse traps, right? Yeah, mouse traps and just those bait 
those bait traps work quite well. Okay. Um, just those little green blocks, and then they're inside a safe um, container that nothing else can get in there, no pets or anything. And then the mouse goes in, eats that, then they go off and uh, and it sort of makes them disintegrate from the inside out. Oh, good enough. Yeah. Yes, I haven't thought of those things. I have never had this problem before. I was just absolutely... I only go in that room about once a week just to sort of, you know, check and see. Yeah. And, uh, oh, but that was a surprise this morning. Anyway, yeah. thank you very much, All right, Merle. thanks, Diana. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. And uh, Diane's from uh, Bailey Hill Greenhouse down in southern Alberta, if you're down that way. And if you want to check out, uh, she is the sweet pea guru of... Uh, of Alberta, and she has all lots of different varieties of different things going on down there. But right now, I'm going to go to the phone line and chat with Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Morning. How are you? Good. Good. How can uh, I help you? Well, I got a rubber plant. Okay. Had it for years and years. In fact, it originally belonged to my father-in-law, but it's gotten to the ceiling. <laughs> nice. Um, can I cut the top of it off? Yeah, absolutely. You can cut them down. Um, even if you wanted to take it down to like five or six feet. Oh, you can, eh? No, and it'll send out sprouts. And you can also take cuttings from those top ones that you take off. Okay. Yeah, you can reproduce them and, and stick a couple more into the soil uh-huh. um, in the lower part to help uh, thicken it up. Okay, because this thing is, goes straight up, but there's a couple of them that have gone all different directions of branches on it. Yeah, so when you look down, you'll sort of see some nodes or little uh, marks where there was um, leaves at one time. Oh, and you just cut just above one of those ones. Okay. And then it'll send out new growth from there. Because I got it sitting. I got a skylight in that room, which can grow another three feet before it hits the skylight. But I, but it it has to sit in the middle of the room. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of in the way. Now, it's in a pot. It's a medicine hat, the Delta pottery yeah. pot. That, yeah. But it's about fifteen inches wide. And about maybe eighteen inches tall. Yeah, the pot. Now is that big enough for it? Um, not really. It could definitely use to be transplanted. Yeah. So at the time, maybe when you cut it back, um, maybe you could look at transplanting it at okay. that time because that'll help spur new growth and that. Because um, it's probably been in that same pot for a number of years. Oh, I would been imagine. There for years. I've been in this house for 20 years, and yeah. and uh, it was in that uh, pot when I moved yeah. here. Um, hey, hey, Jerry, I'm just going to put you on hold real quick, and then we'll come back to you. I just got to take a break for the news. Oh, okay. All right. All right, just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and we're going to go back to the phone line and just finish chatting with Jerry about his uh, rubber plant there. Um, so, Jerry, we were chatting about uh, whether or not it needs transplanting. Yeah. And I, I think it's definitely probably time to uh, transplant. Like I said, it's been in that same soil for 20 years. Yeah. Especially okay. when you do a cutback like you're doing, it's going to add a whole bunch more soil. So if you get like a 20-inch pod or something like that, 20 okay. by 20, something like that, and uh, that should do it perfect. And uh, you'll just see the amount of new growth because all the roots will go, holy cow, I got all this new soil. Okay. And uh, and away you go. So I do it all at the same time. Like just cut it back 
and every, if you, and every if, pot. Yeah. yeah, and if you wanted to take some of those uh, upper ones, and if you just wanted to stick them in fresh soil as well, um, uh-huh. they root actually quite easily, or even just in water. You could put the rubber plant right into water that you cut off, and it'll root up, and then you can transplant it into okay. the bottom of your new pot, and then you'll get six or seven stems coming up instead okay. of just one. Okay, very good. Uh, I think I can get my daughter-in-law. She did some stuff for my late wife uh, before and uh, uh, helped uh, repot stuff. Yeah, just get your new pot ready to go beside sort of where you're doing it. Yeah. And lift it up, have some soil in the bottom of the new one, and then put the thing in, then then put in the rest of the... And now just use a soilless mix. Just use a good all-purpose potting soil. Okay. And, uh, And that should be set you off perfect. Very good. Thank you very much. All right. Well, good luck, okay. Jerry. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, you so much. Have bye a good bye. day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye now. Bye-bye. And uh, I got a couple other, another comment regarding traps, which is, it's a very good comment. And there are live traps for mice as well. You don't have to kill them. Cats work really well as too. Mice stay away if they can smell a predator. Um, yeah, they do a bit. Man, I've seen so many weasels down at the store um, walking around with mice in the, in their mouth. The weasels are doing a great job getting all the mice right now. And uh, and since Rocky has left us, we have seen a bit of an influx of mice at, at the store a bit. But they still came around with, with the cat. Like, it's still, he would catch a um, couple, couple a day sort of thing. And I know we're... We're still catching seven or eight a day sort of thing right now. And just we have the bird seed and, and different things that seem to attract them. Um, but it is important at this time of year to, to make sure you you try to deter them from getting in around your, your trees and shrubs because they can cause a lot of damage. Um, they take the bark off and it just girdles it. And uh, especially newly planted um, trees and shrubs, they can just chew it right off. And, and then the rabbits, the amount of rabbits that we have in a lot of the new communities, we all love seeing them, but man, they can make a mess of your, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, of uh, of your trees and shrubs. They can just chew all the bark right off and, and that will kill your, kill your plant. So I, I, I would definitely look at covering up with a, a wire mesh or, or some of the deer, deer fence or using the product Bob X to spray on the bark um, to help keep them as a deterrent, to keep them away from your trees and shrubs. Because at, like I said, this time of year is when you sort of, they get trained and if they, this, this, the new stuff has been covered with some snow, so they're looking for something to eat. And uh, the newly planted trees and shrubs are there on top of the soil. So that's what they tend to go after. So you want to get out there and, and make sure you do that preventative um uh, procedures to help save your trees and shrubs and uh, like I said backs and and wire is uh, definitely the the two things that I'd recommend at this time of year to make a big difference and if you'd like to join me the phone lines are wide open you can call me at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 if you have any questions and uh, be more than happy, and that's also the talk and text line. And talking about um, um, propagation, one of the one of the best ones, like I said, if you if you are looking at doing succulents and things like that, um, the 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 jade plant is one that works so well, and it works really really good. And uh, and it just 
they grow like crazy, builds your confidence up. It really helps with doing the, and if you want to get into some propagation. A lot of them are just vessels that you can just stick water, or I always like going into soil. It just seems to formulate the roots a little bit better right off the start. But a lot of people love doing the into just into a glass tube and uh, and have the water in there, and then you see the, the roots sprout out from there. And uh, it's kind of a neat little process. But right now I'm going to take a quick break a minute or so early, and then we'll go to the phone line with Hank. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to show me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line or out of town, 1-800-563-7770. Right now I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Hank. Good morning, Hank. Good morning. How are you doing today, sir? Not bad. A little wintry out there and a tough day for a football game. Yeah, no, it uh, <laughs> separate the men from the boys, I guess, out there. We'll see what happens. I have three quick questions. By all means. Um, Spirea, cut them back for the winter? Um, actually, I like to leave them um, for the winter time and then cut them back early spring. Early Just when, spring. Okay. Yeah, when you start seeing them just sprouting up. Because yep. then that way, they any of the leaves and the branches that are help protect, and, and, the, and if it's going to winter kill on it, it'll do what's existing. If you take it off, it can die further down into the root, which you don't want. Okay. So, so most of the perennials and, and shrubs I like to leave until springtime. Early spring, okay. Yep. Potentilla. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's, it's kind of gotten bigger than what I thought and it's over onto my sidewalk. Yeah. Can you trim them back and when do you do it so it doesn't cut back too much on the flowers? Um, the, actually they, they love being rejuvenated, especially if it's oh. an older shrub, you can just take it right down to the ground, like take it down to three or four inches. Oh, really? Right, early, same thing, early spring. And you'll be amazed at how fast all that, cause all the energy goes into that old wood trying to, trying to get it going. So yeah. if you do it right down to the bottom, it's amazing how, how much new growth you get. So oh, for heaven's sake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And number three. Um, what's the best, when's the best time to move ornamental grass? Ornamental grass, um, it, it actually could be moved here in the fall, but early spring again is, is, is perfect. Okay. Um, just, just when you start seeing the ground, it's able to, you're able to dig down there quite easily Yeah. and, uh, just pre-dig your hole where you want to move it, dig it up, move it back in there, cut it right back at that time after you move it. And watered in well, and you're good to go. There you go. I thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, and that's, like I said, in Calgary, it's good to procrastinate in the garden a bit at this time of year. Yeah. Blow your leaves into the shrub beds. You yep. can leave a little bit on your lawn, but if you take it off, it's not going to hurt it. And uh, and leave a lot of that winter coverage. That's just Mother Nature's way of helping protect those plants. So. Yeah, you betcha. Okay. Awesome. I thank you very much for your information. You're welcome, Hank. You take betcha. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's go down. We're going to chat with Brad. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. How are you, sir? Good, good. How can I help you? Um, I've got a Toba Hawthorne, about 20 years old. In the last probably six, seven years, it's do, do, doing a slow death. Uh, branch is dying on the north side of it, so basically got about a half a tree left. Yeah. Uh, I've been told uh, 
pair slug, I think it was, was one of the options or one of the problems with it. But um, where the plant branches have died and been removed, uh, it's turned a real dark black. Yeah. Um, I would think, and I've seen a bit more of this, I, I tend to, if they didn't get watered in really good in the fall, um, I've seen okay. that happen quite a bit. Like, because uh, they are a harder wood, and sort of mm-hmm. like the maple, the um, birch, and some of these ones, and the hawthorn, watering them in, and the oak, watering them in really good in the fall makes a difference. It, it just, when they, if you haven't watered in really good in the fall, and when it comes springtime, because typically our November, December's, and January's have been quite dry the last couple, two or three years, and That's then the, and the ground's frozen, then we get our moisture in, in January, but the, the ground's frozen, it can't get in there as much, so in the springtime, when it goes to um, leaf out, there's the, there's not enough moisture in the in the branches or in the roots to fulfill the leaves and all that, so they tend to uh-huh. die back at that time. It's just called winter desiccation. So I I would think it's probably a little bit more of that would be my guess. So I I would suggest watered in really really well at this time of year, and uh, right up till freeze up, which we're we're close to that next this coming week. We could probably water a little bit more, and. Uh-huh. Uh, but if it's already got the damage, you just maybe have to reevaluate whether you're maybe having to take it out, replace it, or or try and salvage what you got. Well, that's the question I got is uh, if I do remove it, um, and I I know you have to, you're not supposed to put your tree back into the same hole. I'm just wondering what other types of uh, trees would be susceptible to that same, uh, like I said, a horticulturist told me it was that he thought it was pear slug, but it could be wrong too. Yeah, I, and I haven't seen a, a, a ton of that in in Calgary. Um, so, like we're two hours east. Eh? Okay, so, uh, yeah, no, it could be yeah. could be out there. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Like typically, if you if you've cleaned it out, but putting it in the same general vicinity. Um, I would probably try and move it at least 10, 15 feet from that spot then or dig out that existing soil when you remove the root ball and put in some fresh soil, and then you should be fine. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, bye. Bye Bye-bye. And and, and those are some of the things. But so in Calgary, and that's really what's been hurting a lot of our trees and shrubs and uh, and all the different things is 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 the winter desiccation and then that freeze drying um, that we had last year. It was this when it got that really really minus thirty minus forty. Um, it was so tough on a lot of the trees and shrubs that uh, they just like I said they just freeze dry on there and then the wood just desiccates and there's just nothing left. And and when it goes to fulfill the leaves. Um, it just can't push through. It just doesn't have enough moisture. So Mother Nature kicks in, and it's defense mechanism, and it stops the leaves from pushing so much. So it can, uh, it doesn't have it to fulfill it. So it just, it just holds back, and then that's where you get your winter dieback. And unfortunately, it uh, it's happened a fair bit. And if you see it around the city trees on the boulevards and things like that. That's why so many of the trees are in dismay, just a, a lack of lack of water, lack of care um, going into the wintertime. So 
I know I sound sometimes like a broken record talking about watering your trees and shrubs in the fall, but it's probably one of the most important times. And I got a text all the way from Carolyn and Vernon. Good morning, Merle. It's Carolyn from Vernon. We don't have any snow yet. Uh, too bad for you. <laughs> I, I would like you to please talk about those clay balls and how I might use them for my orchids. I find that the orchid bark dries out too fast, and several of my orchids have got quite limp leaves, and I think it might be because of the orchid bark I'm using and wondering if I could start again with some other kind of mixture. What would you recommend? Yeah, the the clay balls actually work great. They're only like, the size of marbles, and they're really, really porous. So um, you can just pull your orchid out, remove all the bark, fill it about a third up with the with the clay balls, put your orchid into there, and then fill the rest up. And then you just treat it very similar. You just water right through the pot, let it drain, and then you can also fertilize. And then those clay balls will hold the moisture, and they hold um, the fertilizer well, and they release it um, to the orchid. So it's just replicating that living on a on a bark, on a tree limb or whatever. And uh, and they work really, really well and actually quite ornamental. There's probably six or seven different colors and uh, so kind of neat. So anyways, you can give that a try and uh, I'll see if I can get someone to answer me at the store and I'll get the exact name of them of what they got. But they're just uh, they're a horticultural clay ball that we, we just got in a whole bunch of different ones down at the store. And I should probably take a quick break if you want. I probably have time for one more. I got Steve on the line. If you'd like to join me, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. All gave some. Some gave all. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And I got a couple texts. And also just wanted to mention, I know we we get these calendars in every year. We have Abby, who's an avid Calgary gardener, and he makes these gorgeous calendars every year of uh, photos that he has taken throughout the season of, of gardens in Calgary. So um, we have those available down at the Garden Center. Again, they're $20, and, uh, and they all go to a great cause. But if you, if you want uh, a, a great local calendar um, with local pictures Abby has uh, his calendars down at the store again and uh, they're great and I got one quick text here our color spruce has some red tips on the branches and a couple have the same thing on the tops they got watered well last season as you suggest are they in trouble I would say you probably just got a bit of sunburn on them um, if it's probably more on the south or west side and it, just a reflection of the snow from last uh, last uh, early early spring and we had a fair bit of snow coming into into that and uh, so I did see a bit of that sunburn windburn a bit of freeze dry they should be fine um, just again make sure you water them in really well going into fall here and then next spring you want to water that in really well and then use 301010 uh, evergreen fertilizer on that Sonia and then you should be great and right now, I'm going to go to the phone line and finish up the show with Steve. Good morning, Steve. Hey, morning. Hey, how can I help you? Uh, I've got a laurel leaf willow yep. in the backyard that has been doing nothing but struggling. Uh, it's been in the ground now for probably five or six years. Oh, really? And l- last year, it uh, lots of yellow leaves, and it wasn't like an overwatering situation or anything. It was just all of a sudden, a lot of the leaves turned yellow very early, falling off all over the place. And then this year, 
the tree hasn't done that as much, but like the, the amount of leaves on the tree are just, it's like a Charlie Brown tree now. Yeah. Is it in a really dry spot maybe? Like, not, not crazy dry. I mean, every, like, everything kind of feeds down towards to that, it. To that, that area. Yeah. And I mean, as long as it wasn't planted too deep, I'm just thinking sometimes the with those willows, if they don't get enough, because they have they grow quite fast and they have a lot of foliage when they are healthy, but they do need a fair like they need that little extra water, the slow deep watering getting down into the roots. Um, so that would be the one other thing I would do is even look at putting a bed around it, like a bark mulch bed. It makes a big difference with the willows as well. They love that because it just holds the moisture in, and uh, and that really helps with the willows. Now, any any chance, because I had, like, a there was a lot of ants, too, last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and they were aphid farming, basically, all over it. Yeah. Um, that could affect it a bit, but I, I would say it's probably just a bit more, uh, like I said, I would look at putting a, a bed around it, adding some bark mulch to it, and just some of that just more slow, deep watering, and then just prune out any of the dead damage or disease branching. That's If you've had some dieback, I would remove all that. Yeah. And and then just get it back into shape. Black black twigs almost yeah. like on them. Like, yeah, yeah, that's his winter all kill. That off last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. And that should help spur on some growth. But I I, I would think, and even using like a fifteen thirty fifteen fertilizer, like this, really help get the roots healthy. Or the Rage Plus would be another one I would add to it. Um, but okay. just that slow deep watering, especially in the spring. Um, just because when it goes to fill out all its foliage, make sure it has lots of water at that time. So is that going to use one of those those rods you attach to the hose and bury it down deep into the ground? No, I would use yeah, I would use the surface one. Those ones that leak, they look like they're just a sweating hose. Yeah, yeah, those are the best because that way you're not wasting any water. You just push it down, or you just lay it on top around the drip line, and you can let it go for five or six hours. And you're not you're not gonna have any water running away, and it just goes right into right where you need it. And uh, those work the best. And then at that time, right after you do a good dose, give it a good shot of fertilizer. After that point, and I, I almost guarantee you'll see a big difference next spring. Okay, and then that hit that like once a week with that heavy water kind of yeah, thing, or even absolutely, more. Yeah. yeah, once a week, especially starting like early May, give it that good water once a week until you get everything fulfilled, get all the foliage up, a couple fertilizers in there, um, yeah. or you can even you like at prune it up. We have a we do the deep root injections. We can come in and and give it a shot of fertilizer that way. Where we do the the contrary, we do the deep root fertilizing for the trees and shrubs as well. But the the water is the big thing with those big laurel leaves. Like they just they need that uh, fulfillment of moisture. Yeah, beauty. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Steve. Take care, bud. Sure. Bye-bye. All right. I need to take, uh, actually not take a break. That's it for me for today. Go Stamps Go. Pre-game at 1. Play-by-play play at 2.30. So go Stamps Go. And uh, don't forget tomorrow, remember, and stay programming um, most of the morning until just after 11. So listen up to that. And uh, until then, we'll see you next week.